What's up, creative fan? You got your boy Gary B. Hey, welcome to my new season. This is season two of Mentally Financial. Hey, the show that helps you with tips to deal with financial frustration. Hey, for all of my listeners that follow me season one, hey, season two going to be just as great, y'all. I want to say thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Hey, today is September 4th, 2022. Hey, the end of the year is almost here, y'all. I need for y'all to get your finances right because I want y'all to go into um, the new season. Hey, I'm talking about the new season of your life with some great credit and some great finances, okay? I ain't too much worried about the credit scores and all of that, credit cards, but I want your finances to definitely be right. So, with that being said, I want y'all to sit back, like I always tell you, get you something to drink, get you some popcorn, and we're going to talk about 10 financial principles you won't learn in school. Hey, this your boy Gary B. I'll be right back. Peace. Creative fan, welcome back. Hey, like I said, in this show, we're going to talk about the 10 financial principles you won't learn in school. And you know that's crazy. When it comes to your personal finances, these are rules that we should have been taught and we should start teaching our kids right now. And number one is pretty much purchasing your first house. Now, come on, y'all. Y'all know like I know when it comes to purchasing a house or a car, that's a major, major purchase. We're talking about a nice piece of chunk of change. And that's one thing they definitely should have taught us in school was how to look at the different programs how to look at the different down payment programs they get, the whole nine yards. So definitely, if you're in the position or you in your season of when you're about to buy you something like a house right now, what we're talking about, think about putting 20% to the side, okay? Don't, don't go out and make a major purchase based off somebody else's likes and wants. Base it off your own, okay? So don't let somebody else tell you what you should be looking for and how you feel about something you're going to be living in the next 15, you know, 20, 30 years, okay? Now, the reason why I say 20% down, you might find a program that you don't have to put anything down, okay? Like right now, Bank America trying to put a program out there for people of, um, of color, you know what I'm saying? And they're trying to say zero down, which is great. But you always want to have some money in the bank as a backup plan. Like, you know, ladies, like your mama and your daddy used to tell you, never go nowhere broke because you never know what may happen. The same with buying a house. Put some money in the bank. Put at least 20% that you can afford to put down on the house just as, you know, just in case something go, you know, go crazy. Um, I say that you need to also look at it this way. Um, because some places you have to pay PMI. PMI is that private mortgage insurance. That's something where the, the mortgage company going to definitely get their money if something happens to that house that you live in. So that's built into the cost of the loan that you're getting. So to cut down on that PMI, you might want to put something down. You know what I'm saying? So you want to ask those questions. Am I going to have to pay PMI? Do I have to pay, you know, pay closing costs? Things like that, the kind of stuff they're not teaching us. Those are the kind of questions you need to ask, all right? So I say five years of savings. Give yourself five years before you decide to buy a house because five years of savings is nice. Now, it don't have to be as long as five, but you can do, you know, one, two, three or whatever. I say five is a nice piece of change. And then if you don't use it for the house, you can use it for an emergency fund. 
That's just my mental thinking, okay? All right, that's number one, purchasing your first house. Number two, savings, savings, and savings. You know, back in the day, we would say, hey, put 10% of your savings to the side. Can't do that no more. 10% won't even pay for, what, three months, two months? You know what I'm saying? Because, woo, this inflation is killing us when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? So right now, to be real with you, I think between 25 and 40% of your income is what you start need, you know, you need to put into savings now. You know what I'm saying? Because, whoo, you know, that 10%, like I said, used to be good back in the day when inflation wasn't that bad. But now inflation is kind of crazy. So think about being real with yourself and possibly trying to do 25 to 40% if you can, all right? Uh, number three, that emergency savings. I'm always going to keep telling you that six to nine months of emergency savings. You know what I'm saying? Um, right now, if you don't have $400 in the bank right now and we're in an emergency crisis, then it's going to kill you if things get worse. So try to put some money to the side, okay, y'all? Come on now. We got to work on that. At least $400 at the least you should have in the bank for any type of situation that might come up. You know what I'm saying? And there's over 65 or 70% of us that don't even have that in the bank as an emergency backup. So come on, y'all. Let's work on this thing. We got to go into our new life cycle with some money in the bank. Okay? All right. Number four, budget, budget, budget. But I want you to tact, tactfully budget, okay? There's a difference between just regular budgeting and then a tactical budget okay a tactical budget is when you budget for three to six months you need more than one good bank account to do this okay because if you want to be tactical about your savings i have what six different accounts i had one for bills i had one for play i had one for you know emergencies i had one for this business so I structured my money. And remember, y'all, like whoever been following me, I only get one check from the government. Remember, I'm a retired 100% disabled vet. I only get one check. You know, I'm not making no money off my podcast or, or any of the videos that I do for free and, and, and the programs that I go out and do for the kids. You know, some people donate, some people don't. You know, so I don't make any money off of that. All Everything I do comes out of my 100% disabled vet check. And if you know anything about the computer, you can go on there and see how much I make a month. You know what I'm saying? 100% disabled vet, y'all. And I have six different bank accounts. So if I can do it, you can do it too. Don't get me wrong. I'm a single man who has a grown child and grown children that from an extended family. But those of you with a family, you can still do it. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm an individual and I can do this and that a certain way, you can do it also. And stop lying to your kids. Be real with them. Teach them finance so they won't fall into crazy situations, okay? So be tactical with your budgeting, okay? Um, number five, compound interest. Woo! And that's one thing I wish they would have told me about. Because compound interest, I never really knew what that meant. I thought it was the, the worst case scenario against me. But you do it the right way compound interest can take you to another level. I'm telling you, compound interest can really take you to another level. 
it's like let's let's look at it like this. Okay, there's two choices you can make. One out of three thousand dollars, or the second choice is a penny that doubles in value every other day. Which one would you choose? The three thousand or that penny that doubles in value every other day? Talk to me, y'all. I'm trying to listen. Which one would y'all take? Oh, the first one? Oh, the 3000 So you that immediate gratification person. That's what I used to be. I used to be that same person that needed it right now, that instant gratification. But I want y'all to think about something. If you would have chose number two, think about this, y'all. If you would have chose number two, it would have been $10 million after 30 days. That's what compound interest is. It doubles your money, triples your money. It gives you more than what you put in. Think about that. Stop looking for that instant gratification. That's why if you do investments, that's why if you invest, let it go. Put it in, let it sit there, let it ride. Don't be watching it every day because it will not grow. You know what I'm saying? And everybody know that old saying, you put boiling water on, put water on the stuff, it never boils. Hey, that's the same thing when it comes to investments. If you got the money to invest, do it the right way. Do it for you, okay? So don't put yourself out there in a situation you can't handle. But think about that. Compound interest can be a great thing. All right, number six, credit secrets. Woo! That's something else they never taught us in school. What credit can do for us if you don't have the money in your pocket right at that moment. But you also have to remember something. Don't get tricked by that. Please don't get tricked by that. Because if you don't know how to use the credit and the credit secrets that go with it, you can put yourself in worse debt than if you would have never did it in the first place. Okay, y'all? So like I was saying, learn this stuff. Because there's credit secrets out there you can buy houses with credit cards. You can buy cars with credit cards. You can take trips with credit cards if you're doing it the right way, okay, y'all? All right, number seven, insurance regulations. Why didn't they ever teach us about insurance? You know what I'm saying? Life insurance, home insurance, car insurance, etc. medical insurance. These are things that they never taught us about. You know, they talked about them in front of us, but they never really taught us how we could use them ourselves to, how should I say, better our lives. You know what I'm saying? When you get a job, you you have, or when you grow up, in other words, you have to start telling your kids this. You're going to have to pay for life insurance. These GoFundMe accounts are killing us. I am sick and tired of seeing all of these GoFundMe accounts. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. I don't have no life insurance. I'm being real with you. But I have money to the side because I'm being cremated. Okay, let's be real. I'm being cremated. I'm not doing the big services and all of that. And then on top of that, the military is going to give me a flag. You know, all that military honors crazy mess at my memorial. But why put money into the ground? Let your people that you trust and love live off that money. Don't put no... Ten, fifteen thousand dollars in the ground in a box. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So you know what I'm saying? But I'm not saying y'all wrong or that's what y'all do. I mean, do it. I mean, do what's good for you. I'm just saying me 
I would rather for my family to do whatever they do with the money, even if they blow it. I ain't going to be here, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So whatever they do with it, they do with it. I hope they do great things with it, whatever I leave in behind me. But at the same time, don't look at death. You know, live your life. Have fun in life, you know. But if you're going to leave something behind, that's something I wish they would have taught us. How insurance really works. Life, home, car, etc. I really wish they would have taught us that. You know what I'm saying? Because those are expenses a lot of people don't really understand that are out there. We really don't understand those, okay? And now let's talk about number eight. Taxes. You know? Um, taxes, they talked about a little bit while I was in school, but they really didn't go into the details. Like, when you first start your first job, when you look at your um, your, your check stub, you're going to see some money missing out of it. And then every year, um, at the end of the year, you're going to have to pay taxes for the money you made that year. Those are some of the things they really didn't push. Like, once again, they may have talked about them and, and elaborated a little bit about them, but they never really pushed it, pushed it. You know, because taxes, you know, which, which to me, this will sound crazy, but you should do taxes every year, even if you don't have a job, y'all. I'm telling you, even if you don't have a job, you need to do taxes. And the reason for that is like, remember all of these stimulus programs that came out at one time? If you didn't do taxes, they did not know you existed. Okay? So even if you don't have a job, even if you don't make any money, still do your taxes. Put zero on there. At least you're on the record of doing your taxes. That's what that's all about, okay, y'all? So once again, even if you're not working, do your taxes, okay? And taxes are easy to learn, y'all. I'm telling you, with all of these programs that are online, you don't have to go pay them $150 and $75 to a person to do your taxes. Taxes are so easy these days. It's a program. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to throw no names out there because I'm not being endorsed by any of them, but I do my taxes online. I do my family's taxes online. You just read the question. Input the information that it's asking, okay? It doesn't take a lot to do that. You can do it for yourself to save you a few dollars. But once again, those people who have no problem paying somebody else to do it, then keep doing it. I'm just saying. A lot of stuff that we spend money on, we can do ourselves if we just take the time to slow down, relax, and just go over it, okay? It's all about reading and comprehension. And and take it from somebody who's dyslexic. Yes, I have trouble comprehending sometimes, and I have trouble reading sometimes, but I do my family's taxes, and nobody has been audited. Nobody but me. <laughs> I've been audited. And, and you know, and it's so funny that I say it like that. You be like, audited? The IRS kept, yeah. And I'm going to tell you what they audited me for. Because I was supposed to get more money. It wasn't that I did something wrong. I was supposed to get more money one particular year. And I left it out on the, you know, left it out on the ground. They was just telling me, hey, Mr. Ron, you need to relook at these taxes because you, you, you know, shorten yourself on some money. So yes, I got audited for a good reason, not a bad reason. And none of my family members have ever been audited. And I ain't the smartest person in the world. I just read the questions 
input the W-2s and just roll with it. Don't try to do something illegal. Then yes, it's going to get you. But do what's right and you'll make it work, okay? Number nine, protect your health. Now, this is something that, you know, they call themselves trying to teach us in school by doing PE and and um, from PE to what to um, health class, you know, teaching us the birds and the bees and all this other good stuff. But your health is very important, y'all. That's one of our most expensive bills outside of a house and a car. Your health. Going to them doctors, you know, um, can be very costly. Um, I have always been blessed. God knows I knock on wood every day, y'all. God has blessed me. My father was military most of my life. Uh, I was military the majority of my life. So all of my care was practically, practically free. I may have paid a, what they call them, them cost, um, a copay a few times in my life because I went to a civilian doctor for something that, that the military doctor couldn't do. But the bill itself was paid by the military. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I never really knew what co-pays were. And, and I still to this day be asking my best friend, you know, who's my ex-girlfriend. But, you know, what the freak are co-pays? I really didn't know what they were. And I was a grown man because I never had to pay anything. I've always had Uncle Sam take care of me to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? So if you protect your health, y'all, protect your health and you won't have to pay all those enormous crazy bills out there, okay? So watch your health, do what you do, try to stay healthy the best you can. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying, because things happen. So if some things are just hereditary, some things are just genetic, and some things are just life, okay? But overall, if you can do that one good thing for yourself and that's protect yourself, do it y'all, okay? Now, last but not least, number 10. It's not always necessary to incur student loan debts, y'all. Come on now. There's several schools out there. Either get you a scholarship, either go to that community college that you can start out at. Make sure college is what you want. You know what I'm saying? Um, get those Pell Grants, you know. Um, if you can stay away from private loans, stay away from them because private loans are not regulated by the federal government. You know, there are no forgiveness programs for those type of loans, okay? Because those are given to you by private organizations. They have no regulations. But if you have to get a student loan, like I said, get a federal one. Use those Pell Grants that are out there. Use any scholarship money that's out there. Use any government assistance money that's out there, okay? You know, yeah, I'm military. Um, they gave me money for being in the military to go to school. Thank God for that, too. You know, I'm not trying to say go in the military like I did to get what you need in, in life. But I'm telling you, the military is not as bad as people make it seem, y'all. But they have a lot of benefits if you use it to your advantage. You have to use the military to your advantage to get by in this world, okay? But anyway, you don't have to, you know, occur student loans coming out. I mean, coming out of high school, I know college ain't for everybody. Some people just go to party and then they leave. You know what I'm saying? But then you got some people that go four years and, and then they can't get a job or, or they can't, you know, or they're not happy with what they went to school for. That's crazy, you know? So I say go go do a vocational school. Get a trade. 
You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these millionaires and billionaires don't even complete traditional college. They don't. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the stuff today is technical. It's technology. The schools are trying to catch up with it now and offer those type of programs, you know, outside of the engineering and the doctors and the lawyers with stuff that we still need. But think about it. Once again, we talked about the major bills in our life, a house, a car, medical, student loans is the fourth major bill that we get in our young lives. Coming out of school, owing $100,000, owing $50,000, owing $30,000, already off the rip, and you just graduating? Yeah, they give you that six months to a year deferment for a minute and try to get you into a job so you can start paying that money. And if you do pay that money, y'all, don't pay the bare minimum. <laughs> try to pay above that bare minimum so you can get this loan out of your face, get it out of your life. You know what I'm saying? So those are the four major, major bills that we have to pay as young people. I'm not young no more. I'm 53, but I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff they should have taught these young people, taught us who's listening. That's my age group. And those of you who are younger than us that's listening now, please learn from that. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. Learn this stuff about your finances, y'all. You know, so Basically, like I said, to recap, we talked about, number one, purchasing your first home. We talked about savings. We talked about emergency savings, okay? We talked about a tactical budgeting plan. We talked about compound interest. We talked about credit secrets. We talked about insurance. We talked about taxes. We talked about protecting your health, y'all. And we talked about that student loan. Those are the things that we need to start teaching our kids. We need to learn them ourselves to be able to teach our kids, y'all. So listen to the words coming out of my mouth. I'm doing this research for you. Just listen. Go search for yourself. I'm not telling you nothing wrong. This will cut down on a lot of frustration, y'all, for yourselves, for your families. If we just take a minute... The, the, the time that you go to the, you know, to the gym, don't listen to music. Listen to some financial literacy. Listen to something while you're on that treadmill, while you're lifting those weights. Listen to something that's going to help you with your finances. When you're on that way to work, when you're on your way home, there's nothing wrong with listening to your music. But take that 10 or 15 minutes to listen to either my podcast or somebody's podcast or something about finances. Because you want your stuff to be right, y'all. It has to be for yourself. Okay? Like I said, this is my first show for season two. And we are talking about the 10 financial principles you won't learn in school. Hey, I want to say thank y'all for listening. I'm getting out of here, y'all. Hey, today's Sunday. You know, I spend my Sundays with my family. So I hope y'all sit back, do the same, spend time with your families, spend time with your friends, spend time with the people that love you and you love. Hey, we got to get our seasons in order. The new life cycle is about to start, y'all. Let's make that happen for us, okay? Like I said, this is your boy, Gary B. I want to say thank you for sitting back, listening all the way to the end. For those of you that waited to the end, I want to say I love you. Pass this off to your other friends. Pass this off to your family. 
teach them young folks what's going on, okay? Let's make the next generation a lot better than we were, okay? With all that being said, this is your boy, Gary B. You know I love you, and I'm always do the research. You just got to follow. Until next Sunday, I'm Gary B. I'm out. Peace.